This call may be recorded or transcribed.
was close. Well, it was nice talking to you. Stay in touch. You know, this world is so cold now. People are dropping like flies. So, this world is very bitter. So, you need to check in with your peeps. I try to stay contact. With my loved ones. Blessings. Enjoy the rest of your morning. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is JC. Happy Monday. Good morning, Ms. JC. This is Miss Sabrina. Happy Monday. Victory Prayer Line. God bless everyone. Amen. God bless you too, hon. God is good all the time. Good morning. Amen. Good morning, Susie. Hi, Susie. Good morning, sweetheart. Hi. I just wanted to uh, ask for prayer for myself, please. I'm having extreme, extreme pain in my right side of my back going down my right leg, and I have my left leg too is is in really bad pain. Okay, got you, sweetie. Continued prayers for you. Thank you Love so you. much. You're welcome, sweetheart. Okay. Love ya. You love you too, babe. Okay. Good morning, Sister Lisa. Happy Monday. God bless everyone on the call and happy harvest day. Have a great day. Hey, hey. Good morning, Sister Lisa. Sister Lisa, I'm sorry. I was going to call you something else. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. Good morning, good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is JC. Good, good morning, morning, Mrs. Bay. I'm sorry. I heard two of you. It was Mary. Good morning, Mary. And who else is that? And good morning. It's Krishonda. Oh, happy day. Happy Monday. God bless you. God bless you too, sweetheart. Anyone else? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Happy Monday. This is Tatiana. Good morning. Good morning, Tatiana. 
Hey, good morning, JC. It's Dee Dee. Happy Monday, sweetie. Good morning, Dee Dee. Happy Monday. I love sweetie. you. I Y'all love know you. I gotta shout I gotta shout my mom out. She's eighty one today. Thank you, Jesus. My sister is fifty eight. Yes, my <laughs> sister's fifty eight today and my nephew fifteen. So God bless us with three oh, on yes. the same day. Oh, Hallelujah. Well, birthday family. <laughs> Mama Doris, Anthony, and what is your um nephew name? Zaire. Zaire. All right. Happy birthday. Good morning, it's Monica. Eight. Good morning, Monica. Good morning. Uh-oh, sorry. That's okay. Good morning, good evening. <laughs> Happy Monday to you all. Anyone else? Good morning, good morning, good morning. This is JC. I am your host for today. Good morning, good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Happy Monday, happy Halloween. It's the classic Monday. Good morning, good morning. This is Stacy. Welcome to Declare Victory. Happy Monday. Good morning, JC. Happy, magnificent Monday is Rochelle. Good morning, Rochelle. Happy Monday, sweetheart. Happy Monday. Have a super blessed day. Amen. You as well. Anyone else? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. This is Topaz. Good morning, Topaz. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. Anyone else before we get started? Good morning. This is JR. Good morning. Good morning, JR, and happy Monday. Okay, well, it's time to get started with the call. Before we move forward, we ask you to mute your line so that we can proceed. Hello, my name is JC, and I am your host. Thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Friday, starting at 6 o'clock a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 o'clock a.m. Central Standard Time, 9 o'clock a.m. Eastern Standard Time to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your, excuse me, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Thank you for joining us during the month of October, where the theme was forgiveness. All the declarations were focused on Abba's mandate to forgive others, even as we have been forgiven. Make sure you call in and be edified, encouraged, and empowered to live life out loud according to the will and purpose of God and his holy word. There is one announcement today. First, please join us tonight and every Monday night for Marriage Matters for married couples or married hopefuls. You can call in to the same phone number tonight from 6.30 to 7.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8.30 to 9.30 p.m. Central Standard Time, 
9.30 to 10.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You will be happy that you did. The order of the call, prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Christina Joy. Declaration will be brought by Rochelle. Then we will go right into the closing comments hosted by the decor. Once again, prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Christina Joy. Declaration will be brought by Rochelle. Then we will go right into the closing comments hosted by the declare. The scripture for today, Ephesians 4 and 31. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you along with all malice. Before I go forward, I'm sorry, Susie is asking for prayer. She's having a lot of pain um, in both of her legs. So let's continue to lift her up in prayer. And we want to say happy birthday to Mama Dora, Dee's uh, sister Antonia, and her nephew Zaire. Happy birthday. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of this holy word. At this time, we ask you to put your phones on mute until instructed to come off mute. I now pass the call to the prayer warrior, Christina Joy. Happy Monday, and God bless you all. So, Father, right now, we thank you. We thank you for even giving us the opportunity to partner with you in prayer. We thank you for your mercies, which are new every morning. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for this day. For this is the day that you have made, and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. We thank you that you, Jesus, are the author and finisher of our faith, and therefore, we arise as we establish our legal right and dominion over this region and over every region in which you have given us jurisdictional authority for according to Daniel 9 and 4, you say that you are the only great and dreadful God, keeping your covenant with them that love you, with them that keep your commandments. So we therefore appeal to the God that said in Second Chronicles 7, 13 through 16, if I shut up heaven that there be no rain, if I command the locusts to devour the land, or if I send pestilence amongst my people, if my people which are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin. And now mine eyes shall be open and my ears attend unto this prayer which is made in this place. For now have I sanctified mm, this place that my name may be there forever. And my eyes and my heart shall be perpetually there. So I thank you right now that you have called, declared victory, sanctified, and blessed. And that every place that this call was being played, your presence and the Ruach of God is being felt even now. So we ask that you would allow for us to continuously be seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus and let there be fire in our mouths as we come boldly before your throne of grace during our time of need. We know that this day, October 31st, is a day that is normally used to give glory to darkness, but we instead arrest every demonic spirit. And through your word, we empower angelic hosts to war on our behalf. 
We ask that you would allow for there to be deliverance of satanic strongholds over this nation. We ask that you would allow for there to be the floodgates of heaven open, that you would allow your rain to come down. For you said that nothing is impossible with you. So therefore, we come from a prophetic place of victory as we declare and decree that this day there shall be no more demonic drama from anybody on the call. There will be no more demonic droughts, no more dryness and distress, and no more demonic drama. We allow the spirit of God to work in and through us as we take authority over every demonic stronghold and we break the cords and bands of wickedness that we shake evil out of its illegal place as we take our rightful seat in authority. We say that every demonic stronghold is broken off of our homes, is broken off of our bodies. It is broken off of our bloodline and off of our children. It is broken off of our relationships. It is broken off of our spouses. We ask that you would allow there to be no more evil control of the enemy for anybody that we come in contact with. And we declare and decree that every place that today the witches and the warlocks, the sorcerers and the psychics, the religious manipulators, whatever they are doing this day, that it is destroyed, whether they're trying to use points of contact to release curses, whether it be through pictures, or clothing, whether they're trying to release curses throughout the nation through strands of hair, personal items and garments, bowls and dust, whether they try to use voodoo dolls and altars, whether they try to use brews and mixes, whatever it is, we command that it is disintegrated in the mighty name of Jesus. We interrupt lines of communication and familiar spirits, and we sever illegal activities that are designed to frustrate the plans and purposes that you have, God, for our lives. And we command that every evil attack be broken. We command that every cord be broken. We command that every stronghold be broken as we take authority over the spirits of doubt, spirits of fear, spirits of confusion and terror, spirits of unbelief, intimidation, and sin. We thank you that today you have released breakthrough in the atmosphere as you have released us from every dark spiritual force that tries to bombard our mind. I thank you right now that you are even causing breakthrough in the life of Susie. I thank you that you have allowed your glory to be released in and through her according to Exodus 33 and 18. I thank you that even now you are allowing her to stand in the midst of the cloud of your presence, uh, that you are sending your word to heal every pain in her body uh, as we speak to every bone, uh, every tissue, every cell, every muscle, every fiber every organ, every gland, and we say that it is healed in the mighty name of Jesus. I, I thank you for the quickening power of the Holy Spirit that is released in and through her as we command every disease, every affliction, every pain that the enemy is trying to use to call her to feel confusion, to call her to feel doubt, to call her to fear despair, that it is destroyed as we release your healing glory in and through her because you said that by your stripes, she is healed and made whole. So I thank you for healing her. Every emotional wound, every physical wound, every single psychological wound that you have allowed it to be healed. I thank you right now in the mighty name of Jesus I, that she relies solely upon your word, that you said that you said that she can declare all things above all else, that she is prosperous and healthy. So I thank you that you allow her words to speak life and victory over herself, I, that she prophesies to herself even now in 
in the name of Jesus, I thank you right now that everybody else that might be on the call that has an ailment, that didn't have a chance to utter their prayers, that they may need healing for, I thank you for releasing your healing breakthrough through the call in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray right now that you would even put a hedge of protection over this nation, over the president, over the executive branches, all members of Congress. I thank you that Mr. Pelosi, Nancy Pelosi's husband, even though they came and they wanted to kill Nancy and they decided to attack and try to kill her husband, that you allowed for his killing not to happen this day, that you allowed for him to not have to go through an untimely and premature death from every enemy, from every single plot and plan of those terrorists that are domestic here in, in, the, in the United States. So I thank you right now that you are allowing for there to be an assurance of safety for your people, that you will keep this nation out of harm's way, that you will keep us protected from every plan of destruction that might be plotted against us. I thank you that you have the destructive force against the terrorism that is domestic and international, that you stop the aggressors and their attempts to bring destruction and their attempts to bring chaos to this nation. I thank you that you are even giving us wisdom and discernment on how to pray for those that are in the government, that are in leadership in the government. And I ask right now that you would allow there to be forgiveness for those that have been put in places of authority and leadership, that they would have repentance in their hearts, that you would allow for there to be a repentance a call from every person that is a part of the ecclesia as we call upon you to forgive the nation that you would forgive the leaders and that you would even forgive us of our sins i thank you that even when we are afraid to forgive mm, hallelujah we know that we can just free fall into your arms uh, and we allow your miraculous power of forgiveness to take place so we ask that you would allow there to be a release right now that you would allow for there to be a stirring in our hearts uh, and everything that is not of you everything that is causing bitterness and anger and strife, everything that is causing us to feel uneasy, even in this moment, uh, that we would say we release it in the mighty name of Jesus. Uh, and that you said, mm, that because we have a high priest uh, who comes and came for us, that we can come boldly before your throne of grace during our time of need. So as we begin to take our phones off mute, let us make our war cry out to you right now, knowing that you hear our prayers and you always hear us, knowing that all we have to do is come in agreement with your will and with your way, and it is yes and amen, and it is so. So right now, we thank you that no weapon forms that you Thank you. 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 Thank you.
body and bind it in their mind, God. So right now, we thank you for your anointing that is being released even through this call, through the airways. We thank you for your spirit of life and refreshing that we are feeling even in this moment. And I ask that you would breathe a new life onto Rochelle as she comes forward to release a word that is only from you, God, that you would allow her speech to be seasoned with grace as if it were thought that she may answer us the way that Holy Spirit you say she should, that she will speak the words that Holy Spirit you give her, that the words out of her mouth and the meditation of her heart will be acceptable in your sight. I thank you for your grace that you have extended upon her right now. I thank you for your glory that is being felt through her presence right now in the mighty name of Jesus. And I thank you that because you said that you are not a respecter of persons and that your word shall never ever return back to you void, uh, that all we have to do is act and it'll be given. Seek and we shall find, knock and the door will be opened. And because you said in Numbers 14, 28, surely as I live, declares the Lord, I will do the very things that I heard you say. So we say that it is so as we decide today to walk by faith and not by sight, knowing that the answers to our prayers are being manifested in the spiritual realm as we walk in victory as they are being released here in the natural. We thank you for forgiveness of our sins as we forgive others of their trespasses. And we thank you even now for the blood of Jesus that is covering our prayers, that is covering our lives, that is covering our posture. Cover her right now with the blood. As I feel these prayers with the blood of Jesus, I pray. Amen. I pass the call. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Christina Joy. Can you guys hear me okay? We hear you fine. Okay, cool. I'm just going to be um, ask if everyone can please, please, please put their phones on mute just so we can protect the integrity of the call and that <clears throat> there are no distractions. So this last day that we're talking about forgiveness, it's not the last day that you forgive. And, and for some of us, it's the first day that you start to forgive. So I just ask that you just be mindful um, of one another and, and and our brothers and sisters process as they begin to process forgiveness. So, Lord, I ask right now that you mm, gird my tongue, O oh God. Let your word flow, O oh God. Hide me behind the cross, O oh God. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my Redeemer, O God. Let your word come forth, O God. Let it fall on good ground, O God. Lord, let it break up the stony heart, O God, as we have learned to forgive, O God, as we are walking in forgiveness, O God. Lord, and we don't stop the process of forgiveness, O God. And we thank you, O God, for your love, O God, that helps us to forgive, O God. And the evidence that is shown, hallelujah, in the process of forgiveness. So 
um, we have had such an amazing month on forgiveness. We have learned who to forgive, how to forgive, why it is important to forgive, how often we should forgive, and the results of forgiving. I believe this one scripture, um, the first one that I've learned about forgiveness was Matthew 6, um, verse 12. And it comes right out of our daily prayer. Our, I said daily. So this is something that we should keep on the end of our tongue. And I'm going to read it to you in a couple different translations only because um, I want us to be able to understand it. A lot of times, you know, one thing will make sense to us, but then something else we grab a hold to and we understand it a little better. So the King James Version tells us about Matthew 6 and 12. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. The Amplify says, and forgive us our debts as we have, past tense, forgiven our debtors, letting go of both the wrong and the resentment. The New Living Translation says, and forgive us our sins as we have, past tense, forgiven those who sin against us. And then the gangster version, uh, the Passion says, forgive us the wrongs, not wrong, but the wrongs with an S. We have done as we ourselves release forgiveness to those who have wronged us. Verse 14 says, and this is still in the daily prayer, New King James Version for verse 14 says, for if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly father will also forgive you. The Amplified says, for if you forgive others their trespasses, their reckless and willful sin, knowing what they've done, your heavenly father will also forgive you. The Passion says, and when you pray, make sure you forgive the faults of others so that your father in heaven will also forgive you. So we can come to God and we, we, we are to come to God but make sure that we're forgiven before we come to him. The NLT says, if you forgive those who sin against you, your heavenly father will forgive you. Forgive you. Verse 15, still in our daily prayer, New King James Version says, but if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your father forgive your trespasses. The Amplified says it like this. But if you do not forgive others, nurturing your hurt and anger with the result that it interferes with your relationship with God. Hmm. You don't want anything coming in between your relationship with God. What's your purpose? What's your walk? Don't let those things hinder your relationship. Then your father will not forgive your trespasses. The passion says, but if you withhold forgiveness from others, your father withholds forgiveness from you. There it is. This is our daily prayer. When praying and asking Abba Father to forgive you for your fallings and shortcomings, remember, he said, for you to forgive, extended forgiveness so he can forgive you. That's a full circle. So once we forgive, 
then we can receive the forgiveness. That's that's it right there. How can we present ourselves a, a living sacrifice if we're harboring forgiveness and hurt and, and anger? When your heart, let me read um, Romans 12 and 1. So Romans 12 and 1 says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. That's King James. Romans says, 12 and, 12 and 1, the Passion says, Beloved friends, what should be our proper response to God's marvelous mercy? To surrender yourself to God, to be his sacred living sacrifices, and live in holiness, experiencing all that delights his heart. For this becomes your genuine expression of worship. That's good stuff right there. That's enough to make us say, okay, I don't want to harbor unforgiveness. I, I, I don't need that in my heart. I want, I want to be, you know, closer to God. I need for this to be out of my way so nothing hinders me with my walk. Um, when your heart is hardened, when your heart is all hardened and you got all this stuff on it, you know that unforgiveness or not forgiving carries a stench. It reeks of anger, malice, jealousy, bitterness, envy, stubbornness, and a bunch of un other unpleasantries. If you can't come, if you come to God with a nasty heart and heart, trying to have a conversation with him, pleading your case, asking for things, I didn't say you couldn't come to him and be healed, but I am saying make sure that you make a conscious decision that you come to him with a pure heart that you're not reeking of anything that is unpleasant in his nostrils. And that may look like we're making a conscious decision with a whole heart to be holy. And that may look like coming to him, asking him to help you to forgive. Remember our daily prayer, be ye holy for I am holy, First Peter. 1, 14 and 16. He is a God of mercy and justice who carries personally for each of us. Our holy God expects us to imitate him by following and obeying his high moral standards. Like him, we should be both merciful and just. Like him, we should sacrifice ourselves for others. As we begin to forgive, that stench changes because we're getting rid of all that stuff that is um, festering inside. You know that when we have a, a, a boil or some, some type of infections on the inside, that thing becomes inflamed. It turns red, um, it, it forms pus under there. That's a form of poison. That's what envy, anger, strife, that's what that stuff looks like. Um, and it's not until that we get an antibiotic to help get rid of the stuff that that dries it up and makes it better. That's prayer. That's forgiveness. 
that's becoming more like Christ, that um, doing everything that we need to do to make sure that we're honoring God with the things that he tell us to do, to get rid of, not to harbor, not to fester, not to hold on to. God is relational. So these things that we need to build, it's, the word tells us to treat our neighbor as we treat ourselves. So we're not going to not forgive ourselves. We want to live. We want to do what we want to do. We want to live in liberty. So we're going to forgive ourselves. We do stuff and we, you know, shake it off and keep going. Because what? We forgive ourselves and keep going. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, 2 Corinthians 2 and 10 says this. I'm sorry, you guys. Give me a minute. I'm switching back and forth in my notes. Um, 2 Corinthians 2 and 10 says, oh, if you forgive anyone anything, I too forgive that one. And what I have forgiven, if I have forgiven anything, has been for your sake in the presence of and with approval of Christ to keep Satan from taking advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his schemes. So this part right here, not only does your scent begin to change because you are allowing those things to be removed by the word of God, by prayer, your intentional press, and to become lighter and letting go of those things and learning to forgive that have, the things that have attached to you and itself to you and you are not allowing the enemy to trick you out of your liberty in Christ, your freedom. Let's talk a little bit about a story in the Bible. Let's talk about Jacob and Esau. So Jacob and Esau um, in Genesis 25 through 33, um, and I'm just going to kind of talk about the story. I'm not going to tell you verbatim exactly what it says, but I'm, I'm definitely going to tell you what it, what it is. So Jacob and Esau um, were born twins of Isaac and Rebekah. And we know who Isaac is. Isaac is the promised um, child of Abraham, the grandsons of Abraham and Sarah. Genesis 25 and 19 gives the account of Jacob being the younger twin of Esau. Bible records, okay, Bible records that um, when they were born, Esau came first, but Jacob had his hand on Esau's heel. And records show people believe that he was trying to be born first, so he was trying to hold hold on to Esau, but he didn't know the, the, the promise. Some believe that Jacob wanted to be born first while his mother was pregnant. God had a conversation with Rebecca and gave her an insight to be aware of. Now, mind you that when Isaac and Rebecca got married, she was barren and she couldn't conceive. So they prayed together. Isaac prayed for her and prayed with her. And God opened her womb and blessed her with the gift of the twin. One that one thing to notice that one thing that Rebecca noticed when she was pregnant is that um, they were always at odds. So the babies were like moving around. And some of us that have been um, pregnant with twins, um, even with one, that's very, you know, do sports mania inside the womb, you know, but even if you have two or more, 
um, you notice the difference in the movement. And and for new mothers, you know, they notice every single movement. So remember, she was bearing, so she didn't know what it was like. And then for her to have two at the same time, it was probably just like, hey, football, basketball, um, soccer, everything in one. Now, remember, this told her, God had already given her insight. And the insight that he gave her is that, that they would be at odds with one another, that the younger, that the older would serve the younger. And that she was going to be having twin boys. Now, these twin boys represented nations. Please put your phone on mute. These boys represented nations and the nations that they would always be at odds with each other. So as they became, got older, um, Esau was the older. He was more rugged. He was, he was distinctive in his color. He was more red. They, the Bible says, explains that he was kind of rusty. So, you know, skin was a little rough. He was red haired and he was kind of just out there. He was more like the wilderness type. He, that was his trade to work in the wilderness. He was a hunter. And then Jacob, he was the more laid back. He was a sheep herder. So he was more towards the house and kind of kicked back. And you know how we are when we go to the park. We, we smooth, laid back. Um, but they were favored. So Esau was favored by the father, and he was favored because he was the firstborn, and Jacob was favored by Rebecca because he looked more like a homebody. Well, he was more like a homebody. And as time went on and um, Isaac began to um, come of age and it was time for him to depart life, um, the blessing that Isaac had to pray over to Esau um, came about. So what happened was um, Isaac was talking to Esau and he was telling him, you know, he was going to bless him because his time was getting near and that this is what was going to happen. And Rebecca overheard um, Isaac talking to Esau. And because she favored Jacob, she told Jacob, come here, I got something to tell you. So she told Jacob what was going to happen, but she plotted <laughs> to switch it. So she, what she did was she went and got some pig skin, some different kind of stuff to make his hands feel like Esau's hands. Be, let me go back and tell you that as Isaac began to get older, he became senile. And you, we, we can remember as some, some of the older people that we care for or that we've been around, they begin see, to get senile. They can't hear very well. So it was hard for him to distinguish the two, unless he heard either their voice or if he, or when the, he touched them. So Rebecca, hmm, um, can't put some skins over his hands and also put some, some animal hair around Jacob's face. So when he stepped closer to Isaac, he would think that it was Esau. So as, um, Isaac was asking, telling Jacob what to do, and he told him to go fetch me, you know, some some good meat. Let me get a good meal in because, you know, my time is near and just cook it up for me and I'm going to be where, waiting. I'm going to be ready. But as Rebecca turned, turned it around and Jacob, she cooked the meal and came back and he was just like, man, that was quick. And he still had the distinction of time. 
but he came back and he was like, man, that was quick. Come on over here. Let me, let me come over here. Let me, you know, talk to you. Let me touch you. And so he touched his hand. He was like, oh, okay, well, it feels like his hands. And he touched his face. It felt like his hair. But as he began to talk, he was like, wait a minute. You sound like Jacob. He was like, no, I'm not Jacob. I'm, I'm Esau, he said, you know, but you know, he not gonna argue. His time is near. He want to eat, you know, his, maybe his last meal or coming close to his last meal. And he began to bless him. Now, mind you, Jacob is the younger. So the blessing goes to the older. So that was the first odd that Jacob stole Esau's birthright. So that was the problem. He took it, stole his blessing. So then another thing that happened while they got into it is because um, Esau was out, out hunting and he came back and he had been, he was famished. He was tired. He needed something to eat and he needed, needed it fast. And Jacob had made some porridge. And of course, when you're hungry, you don't care who cooked what. You just want to eat. So he said, oh, you want some of my food? I'll give it to you. He said, but you got to give me something. Hmm. And remember, they're always at odds. He said, I'll give it to you. He said, but you got to give me something. He was like, well, what do you want? He said, I want your birthright. He, he was so hungry. He said, okay, I'll take your birthright. In the midst of these two being at odds, it was one thing after another. So Esau got so angry at Jacob, and he knew once he found out what really went on and took his birthright and his blessing, let me go back and tell you. The way that Esau found out about the blessing is that he came in with the food right after, and he was like, what are you doing? I already ate. He was like, but it's me. He said, no, you already came. He said, no, it's me. He said, bless me. He said, I can't. I've already given the blessing away. So Esau wept, and he was distraught. Let me tell you what, how this um, relates to what we've been talking about as far as forgiveness. There's been many of us, including myself, that talk about the inheritance. We talk about things that we uh, expect to come to us, that we think that should come to us, that we think we have the right to. And when someone takes that away from us, it makes us angry. It builds up that for that unforgiveness that we want to have against someone because they've taken something that we believe belongs to us. Like I said before, we have to remember that it is an inheritance. And of course, Jacob was wrong, straight out wrong. Deceitful, conniving, stealing, thievery, definitely. But at the same time, he harbored, um, Esau was mad, so he harbored anger in his heart. So Rebecca knew she was wrong. So what she said was, I need you to go because Esau was going to kill you. So in the midst of Jacob running away, and she told him to go up to her, see her brother and just go up there and he'll take care of you. But how many of you know that we can't run from unforgiveness? See, when Jacob left without making things right with Esau, all he did was went to go trick-or-treat over at Laman's. So what happened was when he went up to the uncle's house to take a wife, he saw Rachel. And Rachel was beautiful to him, and, and that's who he wanted. But Laman had another daughter, and her name, um, forgot her name, um, but I'll look it up. Um, and what Laman did, uh, Jacob asked, what do I need to do to get Rachel? And he said, well, you got to work for me seven years, seven 
number seven. And he said, okay, I'll work for you for seven years. He worked for him for seven years. And what happened at the end of that seven years, it was time for the wedding. It was time for the feast. And um, her name was Leah. Thank you. Um, her name was Leah. Um, so after that seven years, it was time for the wedding. And they had the wedding festivities. And, you know, back in that days, in order to consecrate the marriage, they would, you know, have to sleep together. And then once they, what happened was because Jacob, they was partying and having a good time. Of course, he was lit. You know, it is what it is. It's just real talk. Um, he laid with Leah and he didn't know. Come to find out the next morning, it wasn't Rachel. He, guess what? <laughs> Trip treat. So what happened was he was like, well, this is not what I want. He said, well, you got to take her because you've already laid with her. He said, well, what do I have to do to get Rachel? He said, you got to work for me for another seven years. He said, I'll do it. He worked for him for another seven years. And guess what? He got Rachel. So I said that to say, you reap what you sow. You can't leave things undone and thinking that you can go and just be done with it and think that you can just do a clean slate. It doesn't work like that. You read what you sow. That doesn't just mean monetary. It means that every seed that, seed that you plant, there's going to be some type of harvest. So if you plant a seed of deceit, guess what? It's coming back to you. If you plant a seed of, um, you know, cunning and whatever you do, thievery, whatever, it's going to come back to you. And if it doesn't come back to you, it can come to your family member. So just don't think that it can touch you because it can touch anything that's connected to you. That's why it's important for us to sow seeds of good goodness, to sow seeds that help, positive seeds, seeds that will help grow, that will grow into a, a, a harvest that will be plentiful, not the seed of deceit or lying or cheating or stealing, any of that. Turn that thing around. So that right there. So eventually they did make amends. But like us as the, as who we are, we can't expect to um, just move on in life and think it's okay not to forgive our brothers and sisters. The Bible tells us to forgive seven times 70, and that's Matthew 18, 21, and 22. And, he, and the word says, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven, there's that seven again. Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but 70 times seven. So it's a constant, and that's per person. It's, it's not, it's, 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 if my son does something to me, I got to forgive him 70 times seven. If my husband does something to me, I have to forgive him 70 times seven. But not only am I forgiving him, but I have to go to the Lord and ask him to make that thing right. Because a lot of times we can, we can forgive, but it's God that is relational, that makes the relationship back whole again. We can do it if we press in, if we pray in, if we change the, the trajectory of our hearts and our posture to make sure that we're doing and that we're not doing it just to get by. We have to be sincere about forgiving. Let me tell you somebody that um, didn't want to forgive. I'll bring it to layman terms. So 
we all know our friend Debo, right? See, Debo got knocked out on Friday. He forgot about all the stuff that he had done and said leading up to the knockout. So once my dog Craig knocked him out, he was mad and embarrassed, and he woke up in jail. But not only was he still mad, but he was mad, mad. And and once he got knocked out, it was everybody's time to sing and Larry and snitch and say, hey, he did this. So this would keep Debo away for times and times. But Debo was mad. See, Debo harbored that stench that I talked about in the, in earlier about the anger, the frustration, the jealousy, and he wasn't willing to forgive. First, he needed to forgive himself for all the stuff that he had did to the people. That's where the work should have begun. But he didn't want to begin the work. He was mad at Craig for knocking him out and embarrassing him in front of the whole neighborhood. Debo was mad on Friday. He was still mad Friday after next. He was still mad um, seven more days on Friday after next and next Friday as well. And media tells us that he was still mad on last Friday. So don't harbor being mad because of something that you've done. First, forgive yourself. Then forgive the person because once you forgive yourself, it'll help you and it'll lighten the load for you to be able to forgive someone else. So I just, um, you know, wanted to share a little bit of how important it is um, for us to forgive. But I've asked Tanya if she would come on because she did such an awesome word yesterday. I tell y'all, oh, my God, it was beautiful um, that she would come and give us some of the tools that she's given us before, but a couple more to help us to take note and keep these things before us that we'll know how to forgive. Tanya, are you there? Yes, I'm here. All right. I appreciate you. Thank you. I, I'm not going to, um, I don't want you to work too hard. You worked hard yesterday, but I just wanted to, for you just to pour and give the substance and the foundation of what it is and how we should forgive, how, what the things that we can hold on to forgive. Okay. Well, thank you for the opportunity. Um, I, if you have a pen and pad, or you can go back and listen to the replay, um, I'll just tell, tell, share with you some of the tools that I used in my journey uh, of forgiveness. Um, we we say it very often. First, you got to decide. You know, what what do you want to do? Do you want to remain in the state of unforgiveness, or do you want to forgive? Um, so you got to decide. Secondly, it's important to um, exercise humility um, because um, for unforgiveness is directly related or tied to pride, P-R-I-D-E, pride. Um, and the scripture says in James 4 and 6, it says, but he, meaning God, he gives us more grace. That is why scripture says, God opposes the proud, but shows favor to the humble. So um, just humbling ourselves, um, you know, uh, making a decision that we're not going to be resentful anymore and that we're going to ask God to help us in that state. Okay, so number three would be weighing the offense. Like what, you know, did you cause the offense? You know, is it something that you did? 
um, examining, you know, what happened, not trying to figure out all the intricacies, but the reason I say examine or weigh the, weigh the offense is because, well, actually two, two reasons. Is, is this something really petty, like somebody didn't smile at you or, you know, they didn't speak to you or they didn't invite you to their party? Girl, for real, you didn't, if they didn't invite you to your party, you didn't have to buy a gift. You didn't have to take time to go, you know, someplace or whatever. So what, what way the offense? Is it really, is it your immaturity? Um, is it, is it you being, you know, whatever. I mean, just weigh the, weigh the, weigh the offense. But then in weighing the offense, you want to examine yourself. You know, am I tripping? And sometimes I have to ask somebody else, hey, um, this happened. Am I tripping? And sometimes I am, and and sometimes I'm not. But weighing the offense, okay. Um, number four, I really believe that we need to exercise our faith when it comes down to forgiveness. That is accepting God's forgiveness, believing that He really can forgive us for the offenses that we've we've um, uh, caused or we to others or those offenses levied against God. And the very main one could be, you know, failing to accept his son Jesus as our personal savior. That's a really, really big one. So um, again, ex exercising our faith, okay? Um, so that we can be forgiven and so that we can do the work of forgiveness. That's really big. We, you know, it's, there are there are times when we can, well, there are just sometimes some instances that we need God's help because in our own strength, we can't do it. Number five, casting all of your cares on him because he cares for you. First Peter five and seven. So some of these things that we deal with, they're really heavy. Like they've caused major pain. They may have even changed the trajectory of our life. Taking that offense and literally casting it, throwing it to God, giving it to him. You don't have to make it nice and neat. Just throw the whole thing to it. And once you give it to him, making sure that you don't go and get it back. Okay? And trusting God to help you through this process without knowing the details without having a hand in the details, trusting God um, even though you don't understand fully what's going on. I can't trace you, God. I don't really understand what happened. I don't understand why it's happened. I'm sick and tired of beating my head against the wall trying to figure out why it happened, why me. I'm just going to trust you even though I can't trace you. I don't understand why. So that's that's it. That's six. I think that's enough to start with. Again, I'll repeat real quickly. Decide. Exer number two, exercise humility. Number three, weigh the offenses. Number four, exercise your faith. Number five, give it to Jesus and let go. Number six, trust God even when you can't trace him. Rochelle, I'm going to give it back to you. 
Thank you, Tanya. I totally, totally, totally appreciate you. I um I, I love her caller disclaimer because she just makes it so clear to understand. And the last thing I wanted to share with you guys is um the thing that Tanya lists, I didn't even know how to use them biblical biblically. Um, when my son got killed, um, I didn't know anything. All I knew was I was hurting, and I knew that I didn't want anyone to hurt like I was hurting. I looked at my kids' faces. I looked at my husband's face, and I looked at his cousins and his best friends, and I saw something that I didn't want to become a trend. Everyone was upset. Of course, they wanted answers, and they wanted revenge, but I didn't want it to spiral for someone else's mom or dad to go through what I was going through. So the Lord knew that I couldn't carry that burden. And I asked him, I asked him, I said, Lord, if you help me with this and give me the peace that I need, Lord, I, I will help wherever I can. So what he did was the night, um, I will say during that week, no, that, that the next night, the night it happened, the night after it happened, y'all, I slept like a baby. I couldn't understand it. And he gave me a dream and allowed me to be able to talk to my son and gave me the peace that surpasses under all understanding. I had no way to deal with any of that. But that part right there, because I gave it to God, because I allowed him and I trusted him in the process of the grief and losing something that he had allowed me to be one, a mother, to nurture for nine months, to be able to have him for 28 years. It was he, he belonged to him anyway. So I just um, asked God and I told my family, I said, look, I don't want anybody to hurt like I'm hurting. So I'm asking you guys just to allow God to work this thing out. No, they haven't. No one has ever told me that they found who did it. I wasn't concerned about that because I know God knows who's done it. And that's the judge that he has to answer to. But one thing I will tell you, it is not worth losing your life. And I'm saying dying on the inside for harboring unforgiveness. They say unforgiveness is not a word, but holding on to an offense or resentment or anger or bitterness or strife over something that you probably can't change because it has already happened in order to allow God to be your healer in that place, in that thing. I'm not going to say the offenses don't stop coming because they do. Somebody's going to always try to do something to you. I mean, even though, you know, you get money to, and I'm not saying all homeless people, but sometimes you'll give money to them. They'd be like, this is all you got? I don't want no money. I don't want no food. I want some money. That kind of stuff. That's an offense. But you got to let that go because you're doing the best that you can do and you're doing what your heart desires to do. Now, if they don't receive it, that's on them. But you're doing what you need to do to make sure that, um, you know, you're living a life that's holy and pure and that your heart is in the right place. Um, so that's my share. Um, and I'll open up the call to anyone who has joined late and didn't get a chance to say good morning. Or um, let's do that first. Any new callers join the call this morning? Good morning. 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 Good morning.
Good morning, Miss Diane. Good morning, Miss Diane. I hope you're feeling better. I love you. I love you too. Much better. Thank you. Good. Thank you. Thank you. Good morning, Miss Leomia. Great decoration. Thank you so much. To God be the glory. Good morning, Mama Leomia. Good morning, baby. Good morning, it's Krishanda. Great declaration. Good morning, Songbird. To God be the glory. Good morning, it's Sunshine. Good morning, Sunshine. Hey, it was Foxy coming in. Yes, great declaration, sis. Great declaration. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Foxy, Moxie. Thank you. To God be the glory. Good morning, Rochelle. It's Danette. Everybody have a blessed day and happy Monday. Amen. Yes, happy Monday, Danette. Good morning. It's Destiny. Hello, Destiny. Happy Monday. Good morning. It's Gloria. Happy Monday, Mm -hmm. everybody. Excellent declaration, Michelle. Thank you, Glo. To God be the glory. Good morning, Tracy. Happy Monday, everyone. Hey, Tracy. Good morning. Good morning. This is Juanita. Great, great declaration. Um, what I've heard, I, I did. I need to go back. But um, good seeing you all yesterday, and great um, speak. Um, from Tanya yesterday as well. Yeah. I mean, Tanya. Yeah. Tanya, yeah, Tanya. Oh, my God. Yes. That was so dope. Yes. Oh, yes. I'm sorry. Have a good day, sis. You too. Is there anyone, is there hey, anyone else that blocked the phone? Hi, Yes, it's your I love you. Thank you for that um, reminder. That was a good analogy, too, from the Bible. And it was good. I, I agree with Juanita. It was just good to be with each other for a minute yesterday. Yeah, yeah, it was good. It was good. Tell the real Mama D I say a happy birthday. Answer sir and nephew. <laughs> I will. Thank you. Good morning. Happy Monday, everybody. Good morning, Jubilant. Happy Monday. Beautiful song. Love covers me. Praise God. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning, Michelle. This is Miss B. Awesome declaration. Good morning, Miss B. Thank you. To God be the glory. Hey, Cheryl. Awesome, Cheryl. Love you. Hey, hey, Christina Joy. Love you more. Is there anyone that has anything? I just um wanted to help us to understand that that this thing is real. Um that there are, you know, people that will, and the enemy uses people. I'm not going to say there's people. The enemy uses people, just like Rebecca used Jacob. Jacob was already blessed. He was already blessed. He was the the seed of nations. Um, so he didn't he didn't have to, but because his mama said, mama said, then he did had to do what mama said. And then with Debo. We we have to put aside those things. If we know we've done wrong, come to the surface. Say what it is. Forgive yourself first, and then go ahead and make amends. I love the scripture that that says, um, if you have an alt with your brother, bring your gifts to the altar. What better place to bring your gifts, everything, and let the one who gave you the gift, the gifter, 
hold on to it while you go and and get that thing right and come back. You never know. It can be like Christmas. That gift can be more than what you put on that altar. Just saying. Just saying. Is there anyone that has any questions or anything that they want to say? Good work, Michelle. Michelle. I'll go after. Hey. Good work, Michelle. Oh, good morning. Good morning, Cynthia. Thank you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Go ahead, Foster. Good morning. Wonderful. It wasn't just wonderful. It was everything. Like, you, you covered so much. Um, I love how you uh, just talked about um, Esau and Jacob and that. And I loved, there was something you said that, I don't know, Pam, Prosper's Pam, I have this way of like hearing words or God giving me something. And then I have to meditate on that, like throughout the week mm -hmm. and see what that really was. You said something, because again, you covered so much, and I love how you talked about the different translations, but you said something about nursing, nursing emotions or nursing wounds, or it was nursing oh, nurturing. something. Mm -hmm. Nurturing. Nurturing. Yeah, it was nurturing, and that was big to me because uh, it's just so this this walk of forgiveness. If I, for me, it's easy. If I know I did something wrong, I can go and apologize because I don't feel right. Mm -hmm. But there's some, some things that are hidden mm -hmm. um, that that I know I just have to ask God to like get it out of me. And you said a mm -hmm. key. You said something really key when you talked about, and I'm so sorry and I, i'm just so thankful for what god's doing in your life with the with um what happened to your son but you have said something key um you said when it had happened you said god if you give me the peace that right there mm -hmm. i will do whatever i can to and that's what i i know i continue there, if it's, there's something in there that still i need peace healing to move on not like be triggered and go back to nurturing. So mm -hmm, I don't know, I'm mm -hmm. just talking things out loud, but it was mm -hmm. just a wonderful, a great declaration, something that mm -hmm. I want to hear the playback over and over again. Um, mm -hmm. Just God bless you. You know I love you. And everyone have I a love blessed you, day. <laughs> you too. And, and I'm not, I, I promise you, there is no slap in the face to anyone because everyone's process is different. Um, some God can step in right then and there. Sometimes it takes a while. But I am thankful that my heart was open and receptive, that I trusted him enough, not even knowing. I, I didn't know, y'all. I'm telling y'all, I wasn't where I'm at now. So I, it was just like I knew, I mean, I, I was still, you know, in Christ, but that right there helped me to understand that how that scripture came alive. The scripture has come come alive in certain instances. Um, that Psalms 27 was was real life for me <laughs> one time. But how God will show Himself and confirm Himself if you allow Him, if you trust Him. I love when my bishop says, "Now shall I believe God? Because I believe God, and if it's." That what you have to do. Remember, our daily prayers, those are things that we have to constantly say daily, constantly say a couple times a day. 
in order for them to be able to stick, for us to understand them, for us to apply them. It will change your life. Michelle, sorry, one last thing. I promise you guys I'm going to shut up. Um, I just, because for me, it's really important that I can't do this walk by myself. I can't just, I can't just throw it to God and say, I have to, God, help me, help me to give this to you and not take it back. And I'm so thankful that I can do that. I can't do it with my own might, but I'm thankful that I can and I will. And it's already done in Jesus name. Yes. And and Tanya gave us that scripture, cast your cares on your cares on me because I care for you. A lot of times we walk around and say, <clears throat> the Lord wouldn't give me more than I can bear. But something happened and you under the covers, under the bed. Yeah, it's a knockout week. You stumble back a little bit. It's going to be a gut punch. Like, um, you know, uh, when uh, Eddie Murphy hit her in the stomach. Oh, yeah, it, it hurts just that bad sometimes. But God is a restorer, and I thank God that Tanya saw that or received that word for me, restore, resilient, Rochelle, because I'm not going to stop. Because I know he's the true and living God. I know what he can do. I know what he'll continue to do because he showed himself and showed himself mighty. The evidence is there. Is there anyone else? Um, I just want to Mrs. Dowell. Um, I want to say thank you because as many times as I've read about Rebecca, what she did, I never realized he was already blessed. I never realized that. Mm-hmm. And I want to thank you for bringing that to my attention. And if Rebecca had realized that he was already blessed, he, mm-hmm. she wouldn't have been conniving. Mm-hmm. So I thank you for that. Mm-hmm. And how soon she forgot how God opened her womb and blessed her. Yes. Mm-hmm. How soon we so forget. So I'm go back and read that again, and I, I thank yes. you for that. Yes. And she 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 had remorse, though. She understood what she did was wrong. So, yeah, I, yeah. I read the story. Yep. And when we come thank to you. ourselves, yeah, you're welcome. Mm-hmm. Hey, sis. Hey. Good morning. Oh, so I got the kids. <laughs> I'm kind of alone at the school this morning, but I have a quick second. Oh, Shell, thank you for that. Y'all, we got to realize how short this thing called life is. And, yeah, it's a process. And, yeah, we've been hurt. And I get it. To forgive is hard, but it's so necessary to have a healthy life with Christ, right? Because you can mask it up and, you know, do the – Blessed and highly favored, but that inside, if we don't really get that stuff out of us. And I'm so grateful that I was able to see my sister, Tanya, um, just do it in in color. Because to watch her and to see her and to know her, she looks different. She sounds different. And so that stuff that was deep, deep down in there is coming up, right? Because she forgives for real. Not just surface, not just to say it and hallelujah. No, but to really forgive because we don't have, we might not have tomorrow. Yesterday is over. Tomorrow's not promised. As I'm talking, my heart hurts. We lost a beautiful young 11-year-old Kenya, one of my church babies. I've watched her mother get married, have her. She died on Saturday. I'm devastated. So we don't have time. And I'm just saying, make it right today because you don't know what your loved ones, what your children. Some of us really need to apologize to our children. We do. 
because you may not have another chance. So I just want to tell you, Shell, thank you so much. And if nobody got anything out of this month, I don't know what to tell you because I know I've been changed. So I love you, sis, and thank you for just blessing my life. And just for being able to see and hug you yesterday. And your daughter is beautiful. She looks like a mini-me. She does. She looks like a mini-me. Thank you. Don't tell her that. She was mad, too. Um, but, Didi, you said something. You said, you know, we can cover it up. Yeah, we can We can cover it up, dress all fancy, put on our makeup, put on our good wig, our good hair, y'all, good eyelashes, and cover it up. But guess what? You still stink. You still reek. You still reek of those things that I talked about, anger, bitterness. You can go somewhere and, and, and it's still, you can still smell you, to smell your nasty heart. So that part. So get it right so you can be a sweet fragrance. Anyone else want to say anything? Good morning, Ms. Rochelle. How are you? God bless you. Thank you for that declaration. This is Jacqueline. Good morning, Jacqueline. We miss you. Miss you all too. Have a blessed day. You know, I pray. I pray that you guys have heard something, that you received something. Um, if you guys didn't get nothing out of this month, oh. Want to say something, too? Oh, um, again, real quick. I'm sorry. You know, if I had heard this month lesson maybe like five years ago, because my husband cheated on me, and I told him that I forgave him, but I made his life a living hell. Maybe if I had heard this, we would still be together. So that's something for somebody else to think about. Mm-hmm. And just pray for God to heal even that area, even yes. even back then. Yeah. He yes. can take care of the past. I promise you we can. Oh, yes, I know. I'm, I'm not going to say it'll, it, it, it'll be like it never happened, but you'll feel like it never happened. Amen. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Be blessed. Is there Why you mute me, church lady? Because you had so much background noise. I'm not even moving. I was barely breathing. Oh, I miss you. Hi. Hi, you had a flashback. I was triggered. Nah, just wait. <laughs> I'm just a little Forgive me. Look, forgive Girl, me, please. Listen, I'm walking in forgiveness. I'm wearing this thing for real, like a robe. Okay. <laughs> I love it. I just wanted to come on and say great share. Um, great, great, great share. Um, I would have been there yesterday, Tanya, but um, I ministered yesterday myself. So um, bless God. I thank God for his word going forth. I talked about um, a place of rest right? A place of rest for 
the unbeliever for salvation and a place of rest for the believer, there is a secret place that we can get into. And you don't have to be spooky spiritual. You don't have to be a super saint. You can get into a place of rest now, a Sabbath rest that we even talked about on the women's call where we can experience the presence of God. And it just really comes down to acknowledging the fact that there is a place of rest for us here and now, but that junk got to get rid we got to get rid of it. And a big part of that junk is the sin that so easily besets us. I love it. You mentioned it today that we're not ignorant of Satan's devices that keep getting us caught up, which is unforgiveness. Word or not, is the reality that that thing keeps us bound. If we're walking in offense and we're not forgiving, it's a device of Satan to keep us from experiencing the thing that God would have us to walk in, which is abundant life, which is that place of rest, which is that place of peace, which is that place of being in that, okay, I'm okay with being me. I'm okay with walking towards my destiny. I'm okay with fumbling around sometimes um, headed in that direction of becoming. I love it. You know, there is a scripture um, that I even touched on yesterday, too, that I have often, I won't say taken out of context, but you had just mentioned it about the word. It's over in Hebrews um, chapter 4 and verse 12, and we talk about how the word is sharp, it's powerful, just a paraphrase. It's sharper than any two-edged sword, right? and how it's quick and how it's piercing even to a thunder. Do you not know that's right in that area where it talks about the intent and the motive of the heart, and it talks about everything, and it has everything to do with how the word is going to judge us at that day when we pretty much stand before God. The word is the thing that's going to, to judge our intent and our motive. So we can look good in front of everybody. All the words we say, all the stuff we do here and now, but in that great day, the word is the thing that's going to judge everything that we've done. We're not going to be able to hide from it. We're not going to be able to explain it away. I'm not going to be able to articulate my way out of it. The word is the thing that's going to judge everything that I've done, and that will be our measuring rod. Not what anybody did to us, not how they made us or provoked us into anything, not how I felt about it, not my justification of whether I thought it was right or wrong, but according to the word of God. That's the plumb line, as Ravonda used to say. And so that's the thing we got to use as our measuring stick that we have to use to line up, whether we see it hard or not, and it only becomes hard when we don't want to yield to it. And if he tells us to forgive, we just got to find a way to do it. That's the thing where he says his yoke is easy. Take it upon him. His burdens are light. And it becomes so much more difficult. I used that scripture she used yesterday, too. It becomes so much more difficult when we are in the way because of the pain, because of those things that the enemy keeps using to trip us up, those devices that we keep in the way because sometimes we want to, we, okay, I want to say, hear me out. We want to hold on to those things because they've served us well in the midst of our pain and our anger, but we really mm-hmm. don't want to hold on to them because they keep misserving us in the midst of our pain mm-hmm. and our anger. Mm-hmm. Did you hear me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you, sis. I love you. I love you. Thank you. Thank you, living water. <laughs> 
And if I didn't hey. say it, y'all, hey, who that is? I was, I was going to say, uh, hopefully Lisa don't be mad all day because you muted her. Okay, I'm <laughs> <laughs> that is out. So messy. Quickly, get over it. <laughs> right. I'm good. I'm good. You just told me she was walking in forgiveness. Now cut it out, Dee Dee. <laughs> I'll tell Mama said happy birthday and sister and nephew. Thank y'all. Thank you, love. They love y'all so much. Um, one thing I probably didn't um mention is that in the midst of um me being um, hurt and grieving, I asked the Lord to help me to forget, forgive whoever did it, um, whoever the enemy used as a device to do it, do whatever it is. It's, it wasn't worth me holding on to. What, what can I hold on to it for? Not, not that I'm not, not that I'm not sad, but I'm grateful that He blessed me with six other kids, y'all. And I'm not saying it makes it okay, but I'm saying the way that I have to heal and the way I deal with it, I take the blessing out of the things that, that I'm going through and try to make good of it. And that that's just for me. And I'm not saying you can't do it too, but I, I guarantee you if you try it, you'll feel the liberty and the freedom in Christ. Hey, Rochelle, look, look, if you hadn't been able to, those other six might have suffered greatly as a result of. Mm-hmm. Wow. Here's one thing I wanted to say, and I'm, I'm glad you said that because here's another thought. As we have the last day of forgiveness, we, we talk about how um, God takes our sins and he throws them into the sea of forgetfulness, I believe it is, or it really is not the sea mm-hmm. of forgetfulness, but he separates mm-hmm. them as far as the east is from the west, right? Mm-hmm. And he remembers them no more, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So so we say that God forgets our sins. But, but here's the thing he does. He chooses not to remember them, meaning he chooses not to bring them, because we know that God doesn't forget, right? We know that. He doesn't forget. But what he does is he chooses not to bring them up against us. That's an example for us. So not that we don't forget, because Didi says it all the time, it's hard to forget these things, but we can choose not to bring it up against people. Now, that is something we can do. Mm-hmm. That That is something we really can do. That's just a thought as we end this day of, you know, talking about forgiveness. We can choose because we do have the ability to make choices. We can choose not to. So I challenge everybody to make that choice not to bring the offense up against the offender. We have that ability. We really do. We have that choice. Thank you, sir. Hey, good morning. Right before we go, you know I have to come on, you guys. Here's my seat. Michelle, that was such a a beautiful declaration, sis. I love how your sound is so, it's, it's you, it's your name, it's it's your, the, the restore, the resilience. You can hear it in you, sis. And just listening to you today, and once again, you know, knowing your testimony about losing your son, you know, just, it's your sound through it of how you bless us of the examples of what you was giving us of how you pull through, 
you know, I, I just I just heard such blessings in that, such blessings in that. No, I have not lost my son, but I, you know, I know people who have lost their sons, and I lost my nephew, and the resilience of how you show that and how you show them how to walk it out without, um, you know, looking for the, like you said, the, the vengeance and the, you know, get back and all that stuff. Cause I know that was hard. Just, I know that was hard. Mm-hmm. So I just, just want to just let you know, I love you. And I'm so glad that we, we are the same tribe, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, <laughs> glory be to God. <laughs> no, but yeah. um, all seriousness, such a blessing, blessed decoration. Mm-hmm. I felt your love. I felt the testimony, the how you was just blessing us and giving it away. I felt the giving of the forgiveness. You know what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm. 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 I hope you do. Mm-hmm. Okay, God be praised. I got to finish. Give me five together, you guys. Love you guys. God bless. Yeah. Thank you, Moxley. It's definitely for giving. It's order in order to. It's for giving in order to receive the forgiveness. Um. And I think, so Deuteronomy 30 and 19, um, <clears throat> and I'm going to read the part of, I call heaven, earth, uh, earth as witnesses against you today, that I have set before you life and death, the blessing and the curse. Therefore, you shall choose life in order that you may live, you and your descendants. So let's choose life. Let's forgive. So we can choose life and have life in abundance. I love that scripture. I, 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 the enemy try, comes to comes not. He says comes not, but to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus overrides that standard. But I came that you may have life and have it more abundantly. So we can have it. Um, and this is just part forgiveness. It's part of it. Um, is there anybody else before we get ready to? Uh, one more thing I wanted to ask everybody to please pray for Angie, Angela Brown today. She is putting her baby son to us. I just thought about that. You know, um, and when I think about that, you know, like, it's like a handful of us, right, you guys? So when I look and see that they all have lost their sons, you know, and it's just, I, when I was thinking about that, I was just praying for us all, you know, so just please keep her, her and her family up. Today, um, she has lent her baby son the rest. He was only 20 years old. I think 20. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, before the next he person. He was 18. Long, um, oh, he was 18. Okay. Oh, my bad. Um, it, it, in whatever age, he's still God's angel. Um, and what I want to um, give you all, um, I am part of a foundation, um, and it's the Christopher LaBelle Jones Foundation. And um, Brenda is a good friend of mine, and she lost um, her son in 2010. And she started this foundation, and what she does is she's an advocate for peace in Oakland, in the Bay Area. Uh, she does a lot of great work. And we're doing a gala on December 2nd, and also um, workshops on December 3rd. I'll post it in the Victory Room. So if you know, if you yourself or anyone that um, needs a little help or, you know, support in um, grieving or just know, needs some resources or whatever it is, I encourage you just to come out. If if you can't make it to the gala on Friday the 2nd, uh, which is going to be awesome every year it is, um, come out on Saturday just to the workshops. And we have kid workshops as well. 
because kids need to know how to deal with grief of losing someone as well. Um, so I'll post it in the victory room. And if you're not in the victory room, you know, just shout out to me, ask me for my number. I'll shoot you the flyer. And I just encourage you guys just to come out and learn what we can do, one, to stop the violence, and two, how to be a support and help someone else. I think there was a gentleman that wanted to speak. Nope, he just said, hi, y'all. Hi, (laughs) y'all. Morning, Elder. Good morning, Rochelle. Yeah, it's me. It's persistent, sitting back, just listening and taking it all in. I love you guys so much, and I love you so much. And I just love this Declare Victory line. I have grown so much um, this month in the process of um, understanding forgiveness and healing um, and allowing the the word of the Lord to do what it says it's going to do. Um, I just want to say I'm so sorry I missed yesterday. I had to go to work. Didn't have a choice in that matter. Um, I had changed some dates around already for the month uh, due to a women's conference that my church had. So that's the way it, it laid out. But I just wanted to step in and say what a beautiful declaration. I love your sound. I love your temperament. I love your teaching style. It's just heavenly, and um, I so appreciate you, and I just look forward to meeting everybody one of these days really soon, but many, many blessings, and um, just appreciate it. Just really appreciate it. God bless you. This. God bless you. God be the glory, and I, I can honestly say, um, besides God doing the work, I have some doulas. I have some strong hands that keep me lifted. I promise you, I, that that radical midwife, that cut man, that disclaimer, that elder, and not to mention my first lady, Lady Elizabeth, she just won't allow nothing to die in you. She keep, keeps us before life um, and our bishops. But I can honestly say um, throughout this process in the last couple of years, it has been those strong helping hands to keep me and pull me out of the ditch. So I thank God for them. And I thank God for my sisters and declare victory, period. Y'all, you just have no idea. I can't even, I'm like the people, if I forget somebody, charge it to my head. Don't charge it to my heart. (laughs) But I love everybody. I promise you I do. Um, is there anyone else? All right. If not, I'm going to go get ready to take my mini-me who's dressed as Steve Harvey today. Um, to her school. <laughs> Dress up. Um, I love you. I'm... We love you, girl. <laughs> We love you too, girlfriend. Mona, what's the first part she said? Because she was away from the phone a little bit. Oh, 
Uh, what did you say? So you said um, your family died? Yeah. Who, who passed? Oh, my cousin. Or a cousin? One of your cousins? Yeah. And she said something you remind her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what did she remind you about that? Oh, my cousin. Oh, you remind her. Oh, her cousin. Remember, we, Yvonne always said her cousin that passed of diabetes. I'm getting it now. She was saying that you remind her of them. Of, oh. I guess, of, um, your declaration. I'm getting it now. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Well, yeah. thank you, sis. Thank you, girlfriend. I hope she was a good cousin. Yes. <laughs> All right. Love you, guys. Is there anyone else? If not, I'll go ahead and say a prayer as we go about our day, walking in love, walking in forgiveness. Is there anyone else? All right. So, Abba Father, we thank you, oh God, for this time to come together, oh God. We thank you for this movement, oh God, that we can come and declare victory in every area of our life, oh God. We thank you for the ones, oh God, that position their hearts, oh God, and say yes. Lord, and as they begin to say yes, oh God, we are drawn near, oh God, to you. Lord, thank you for the teachings, oh God, and the learnings and the ones that come, oh God, to come, even uh, just to wake up, even if it's just routine, oh God, that they hear something that breaks up the folly grounds of their heart, oh God, that they may be able to walk in love, that they may um, continue to forgive or start to forgive or whatever it is that they need, oh God, that they will see your face, that they will call out your name, oh God, that they will call your name, oh God, and that you will heal the areas, oh God, that we try to cover up, that we push down deep, oh God. Lord, we ask that you get into those spots, oh God. We get deep into those spots, oh God. Lord, we come, oh God, and we lay ourselves at your feet, oh God, and allow you to heal us, oh God, to break the chains of um, that we are not captive uh, to the things that hold us in bondage, the anger, the bitterness, the strife about the woe is me or what someone did to us, oh God. Or Lord, Lord, we learn to forgive because we know that it's forgiving, oh God. As we forgive and give, oh God, that you will forgive and give back to us, oh God. So Lord, we bless your holy name and I thank you, oh God. I thank you, oh God, that we present ourselves, oh God, that you will help us, oh God, and that you pour into us that we can do the work, oh God, not only just for ourselves, oh God, but that we will be a support, that we will be uh, healthy and strong to be able to support someone else, oh God. So, Lord, we bless your holy name and we thank you, oh God, as we leave this place, oh God, but never from your presence, as we call on your name throughout the day, as we remember our daily prayer, oh God, as we say it um, from our lips, oh God. So, Lord, we bless your holy name, and we thank you for being our Father. Thank you for being the true and living God as we bless each other, and, and thank you for blessing us. In Jesus' name, amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. Have a blessed day, everyone. Amen. Have a great day. Have a great day. Have a great day. Have a great day, everyone. Have a great day, everybody. Love you. Have a great day.